What up, Misfits Club? What's up? We have a treat for y'all tonight. We are doing the, the 10... Well, how many theories do uh, we have behind that, and Eddie? A bunch. Not not a whole lot, but a decent amount of yes. fan theories. Y'all remember that, Eddie. Eddie. That was my favorite. Yes, That now, was one of my favorites, and I wasn't allowed to watch it. There are dark fan theories that we like to share with you. So the first one is one that I think everybody knows about. Or at least if you're into fan theories, you know about. And that is the purgatory theory. Which states that all the kids in the cul-de-sac are actually dead. And that the show takes place in a purgatory kind of setting. And they're all from different time periods. They're all from different time periods, but they all are from the... um, Or they all did live in Peach Creek in the cul-de-sac. And so it, the eras they come from range from the 1900s to the early 2000s. And the first one was Rolf, who was apparently in the, like, very early 1900s. And his family moved to Peach Creek to establish a farm. And he died, this is very specific, supposedly he died in 1903, when his family's animals stampeded and trampled him. And supposedly this is why he only has a few animals because then they're not, there's not enough to stampede him to death yes. in the afterlife, I suppose. People don't know where he came from. I think it was that's from the Netherlands. Remember the episode he was carving wooden clogs? That's Netherlands. That's Dutch. That makes sense. Well, we do have another theory a little bit later about his accent, but we'll get to that in a little bit. And so the next one, after Rolf, was Johnny 2x4. I still don't understand why that's his name. I think it's a very stupid name. Because two by fours is a, a wood. And yeah, but why is that his name? I, I don't know. Because his best friend was a plank, was a piece of wood. Yeah, but why is it his name? Because <laughs> two, two by four is the size of a wooden board. I know, but it's a dumb name. Anyway, so he apparently also lives in the cul-de-sac. He had no friends, so he drew a face on a piece of wood, which is where plank comes from. And he died, again, very specific, in 1922 after a long battle with tuberculosis because this was six years before they discovered penicillin. And Nick, Plank came with him to the afterlife because Plank was the last thing he saw before he died. Uh, nicknamed the peanut butter shot. Oh, penicillin? Yes. It's called that because it, when you get injected with it, it creates a ball. They give it to you in your hip and it creates this like ball in your muscle and it hurts. So it's called the peanut the liquid, butter shot? Yes, yeah, so you had to sit on it to get it to go oh, down. Oh, I see. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. So next came Eddie, who was originally born in New York, but he moved to Peach Creek during the Great, De- uh, Great Depression era. And his family was poor, so he was always trying to get some money, trying to do scams. Um trick the kids in the cul-de-sac to give him money. Um, his father abandoned him and his mother after he was born. So there was his big brother that was kind of like the father figure to him. But he was very abusive. And so one day, Eddie was scamming on the kids. And he got chased into a lake and drowned. And that is how he died. Oh, but he still continued trying to get money in the afterlife. Naz was the next one. She was born in the 60s, and she had hippie parents. I can that see kinda, that. Yeah, that makes sense. 
she was very flirtatious and would act very flirtatious towards all the male children. But in the summer of 1979, a serial killer escaped from an asylum and raped and murdered her along with her family. Jesus. Yeah. Raped the family, so, even the dad? Yep. Ah. So, yeah, very, very happy theory right there. The rapist goes both ways. Yeah, that's uh, awful. Yeah. <laughs> so, Double D was born in the 70s. Oh, of course. He was actually preparing to attend college at a very young age because he was very intelligent. Very intelligent, yes. And he was raised by strict, controlling, and emotionally <clears throat> distant parents. And they always wanted him to be just perfect, all clean and neat and everything. And people believe that he died as a result of a gas leak causing an explosion with his Bunsen burner from his chemistry set. Then we had Kevin, who was born in the early 1980s. And he had a very abusive father and poorly educated. And his mother died when he was a baby. And he would kind of act out his frustrations on other kids because he had so much repressed anger. He was really into his bike on the show. So people that's why people think it was in the 90s because that's when the X Games became popular. I can see that, yeah. Yep. And then there was one time in 1999 that his father beat him to death while he was drunk. What is it with all the abusive fathers? Like, I know the show is dark, or the theories are dark. I don't know if the actual show was that dark. No, it wasn't. Yes, but when he entered the afterlife, he imagined that his father was a loving father, and the last child to enter the cul-de-sac or the purgatory was Jimmy, who was born in the 1990s and had leukemia. And he could never really be around the other kids because he was just, or his parents at least believed that he was just too weak to really hang out with them. So he was pretty much bedridden his entire life. And he eventually died. Now the Kanker sisters are supposedly demons that were sent to torment the souls of children who can't cross over to heaven. <laughs> they are the only characters with normal colored tongues. And as you'll see, one of the reasons that people believe that everybody is dead is because they have, like, blue or green tongues. And supposedly that happens after you die. No, I didn't know that. Yep. It's also believed because there are not a lot of adults or other children. I about to say, you, you, you remember in the show, there was, like, the adults were nowhere to be seen. Exactly, yeah. So that's another reason they think that. And also the summer seems to be endless, especially in the earlier seasons. And it always takes place in the same area. Now, this has kind of been debunked because the creator said that the reason that the kids' tongues were different colors is because apparently he had his kid and some friends in the studio one day and they were eating different colored candies. And he knows, oh, look, their tongues are all different colors. And then decided to, I guess, incorporate that into his, into the show. And you can occasionally see the parents' arms. And so as for the as far as the time period goes, they do mention James Bond, which was released in 1974. 
there was also a box. There was also a box that said umbrellas 1959 through 1982. By the way, I love that they just have a thing for umbrellas and they have the year the umbrellas were. I just love that they have a collection of umbrellas. I find that funny. And then they also had some handheld camcorders. And it was pretty much eventually confirmed to be taking place at the time it was airing. I do remember the different colored tongs. Yes. I always wonder why. Yep. Well, apparently it was just because of different candy. Our next... Oh, yeah, because they were obsessed with jawbreakers like it was crack. Yes. Well, we're actually getting into that, too. That's supposed to be like an eight ball of cocaine, huh? I can see that. The big ass balls. (laughs) So... Some other theories are about what is under Double D's hat. Yeah. Because you never really knew what was what was there. Because he always wore, like, a sock hat. I don't know if it was, like, a hat or a beanie. I can never really tell. A lot of people think... It was a beanie, I believe. A beanie. A lot of people think that he was deformed from birth. And that he either has an ear or a deformed twin. Two very different ideas there, but... Well, remember the episode where they the hat came off when Eddie tied to the fan? Yeah. Because they were trying well, to stop him from telling... Uh, what happened in the episode? They were, try, they were trying to stop a Double D from telling the parents of all the neighbor, what the neighbor kids yeah, were yeah. doing because cause the parents were, were nowhere. Yeah. And uh, the hat only came off because it was tied to the fan. And they and Eddie go, geez Louise, cool. And he puts it back on. Yeah, well, and also Eddie asks him if it hurt. So that might be a clue. No, I don't remember that. Yes, he said, does like or did it hurt? Something like that. And he kind of looked almost sympathetic. So that's an interesting thing. Uh, some people also think that maybe he's either bald or has blonde hair. Mostly because there was a game on Cartoon Network back when they had like little... Little games you could go on the website and play. Yeah. I and remember that he also remember when he put pantyhose on his head when he got. <laughs> he oh yeah, yeah. I forgot, about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. But yeah, basically, if you're able to beat this game while playing as Double D, then he takes his hat off and throws it in the air, and he I think is bald. But this was not canon because it was not produced by the people that made the series. It was just produced by the um, people who did the games. And also, you can see a few strands of black hair on his head, so he can't possibly be blonde. Oh, yeah, at the bottom of the head. Yes. And some people, talking again about the purgatory theory about him, they think that maybe the Bunsen burner was what caused him to lose his hair. Some people think he has cancer. Double D. Yes. Some people think he has a surgery scar, which was maybe to remove a brain tumor. Some people say maybe he has a scar, which would explain why Eddie would ask if it hurts and why Ed would think it was cool. Other people think it may have been a head injury, maybe psoriasis or eczema, or maybe a tattoo. So the people that think the tattoo think that maybe it was because he was trying to rebel against his controlling parents. This mm. kind of sort of makes sense. Or it could just be that he's attached to it for emotional reasons. You know what I always thought personally? Mm. So remember in the Powerpuff Girls how Mojo Jojo had brains coming out? Uh-huh. Under his, I always kind of thought that was the same thing with Double D. 
Wouldn't maybe. that make sense? I mean, because he was uh, so smart, like his brain would maybe grow so big. That could be. Okay, another theory is that all of the Eds... I guess that would make... I can kind of see Ed that. Zero half-siblings, but... That's, it's interesting. Okay. Definitely no resemblance between her and uh, Eddie. Or Ed, sorry. I can see her and Eddie. The sister, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the brother. I can see that. Fun fact, when you dress like Sarah for Halloween when you're little, no one knows what the hell you are. Oh, yeah. Also, when you dress as Marie Kanker of the Kanker Sisters for Comic-Con, and you're by yourself and you don't have any other Kanker Sisters, also no one knows who you are. Fun little fact right there. I wonder if anybody would know if I dressed up as Rolf. It would probably be the same situation as the Marie thing. I even, I swear, I even walked next to Ed and Eddie's shirt and nobody noticed. Like, nobody even... It was a great cosplay, too. I'm just saying. Anyway. So, the next theory is that each kid in Peach Creek is an embodiment of one of the seven deadly sins. This speculates that the character design for each kid in the cul-de-sac, it comes from the seven deadly sins. So, Eddie represents greed because of his greed for money and candy. Ed is sloth because he's lazy. Johnny is envy because he envies people with real human friends, which uh, I don't know about that, but okay, whatever. Kevin is pride because he has very flashy nature. That would make sense. Sarah is wrath because she gets mad very easily. Naz is lust because everyone lusts over her. And this one's just stupid. Rolf is gluttony because he keeps a lot of meat in his locker. He does, he does have a big, that big meat locker. That yeah. That's, that's a stupid theory, though. <laughs> I mean, he's a farmer, so I mean... Yeah, exactly. Like, like a little... I guess he sells the meat. I don't know. I guess. And this one is another stupid one. Plank isn't just a piece of wood. It's a chaotic entity of its own. Apparently people just think that Plank is a sentient object. Sentient. Apparently uh, he causes chaos... Along with the kids, and, and, and I kind of yeah. well, wasn't there an episode where he kept getting passed along and like bad shit was happening, like oh yeah, someone tripped yeah. over him, he ended up somewhere else, and could be it could be like a um a curse on him or something maybe. Next one's kind of an interesting one. It's that the entire series takes place over the course of a year. They seem to be kind of living in an em- endless summer, but. They're saying that maybe it's actually just one summer vacation. They just kind of do a lot of stuff. Kind of like Phineas and Ferb. Well, it was. Then they did the episodes where they went back to school. Yeah. Well, they're they're saying that maybe that happens in the next year. And then the movie takes place during the summer. Or the next summer, I should say. Next one is that Ed... Well, actually, there are two two ones that kind of go together here. One is that... Ed is a kids next door operative because he has yellow skin, monstrous physical strength. He's taller than most of the other characters. And apparently the kids next door needed a strong kid. So they did some experiments on Ed to make him stronger. But that kind of caused him to be, you know, the way he is. So they banned him from the team. Oh. I know, rude, right? The next one is that all three of them were his next door operatives. They were basically this theory says that they were best friends in the operations and they still remain best friends afterwards, but they cannot remember their missions, but they still feel like they need to do something. 
So that's why they do schemes. Eddie would be the leader, Double D would be the technology nerd, and Ed would be the heavy lifter. Okay, next one. Actually, these two also go together. One is that Johnny is autistic, mostly because he's super awkward and always has plank. I can maybe see that, I guess. No, each kid is a mental illness. No. No. Just Johnny is autistic, which maybe. Next one, that Double D is autistic. That makes a little more sense to me. He has very high intellect, a need for routine, a need for personal space, and is only comfortable around a few people. And it could actually explain why he's so attached to his beanie. A lot of, especially like autistic kids, they have something that they have to carry around with them. Like maybe a jacket or a toy Oh yeah, or... like a safety, safety exactly. blanket. Exactly. Yeah. I guess that could make sense with Johnny as well with Plank. Next one, and I don't know how we didn't realize this as kids. Ed has Tourette syndrome. Doesn't that make sense? He always comes yes. out gravy. But they're toast. <laughs> He just loves gravy and butter toast. He has a tub of gravy in his room. Yes. Okay, y'all, this one is an interesting one. Ed's father is Homer, Homer Simpson. Simpson. According to this theory, Marge just got tired of dealing with all the Homer shit and got a divorce, got custody of the kids. So he got depressed and moved to Peach Creek and met a woman and married her and had Ed and Sarah. Basically, he's still lazy like he always has been. Right. And Ed's dad is known to be lazy. Yeah. And it would also explain his yellow skin and lack of chin and right. stupidity. Right. His past with experience with Marge allow him to mellow out. Yeah. Okay, next one is that the cul-de-sac is a bizarre science experiment. Hmm. They've contained a bunch of kids with serious disorders, put them in a small area. And filmed it. And filmed it, and we're viewing the results. And they're explaining why we never see anybody even in the school. Exactly. Okay, so the next one, we kind of mentioned this earlier. Rolf is from Gimmelstump. The same place that Dr. Dupensmart is from. Yes, from Phineas and Ferb. And the main reason for this is that one of his folk dances involves brutally beating up everybody involved. That's my horse. (laughs) <laughs> and it might it might be that the whole country is full of sadists according to this theory and their accents are kind of similar I'll give them that that's my horse they do have similar like he's kind of like a little bitty Dr. Dupin's marks alright next one is that the Eds are Alvin and the Chipmunks Ed is Theodore because he's goofy Double D is Simon because he's oh, a yeah, nerd yeah, he is. And Eddie is Alvin because he loves being the center of attention. Attention, uh I can see that. Our next one is that there is actually a reason that Kevin hates Eddie. And that is because Eddie ran a barbershop scam that went horribly wrong. That's why he's bald. Yes. (laughs) There was a flashback in the episode Which Way But Ed. And both Kevin and Johnny had hair. So people think that Eddie shaved it off as part of a scam and that Double D created like a bacteria that would like eat away at your hair till it was the perfect length. And they tried it on Double D and it actually messed up his um his head, which is maybe we'll explain why the beanie. Yes. And they like 
they had get, gotten like an antibacteria for it. And it was too late for Double D, but everybody else was able to. Yeah, I think he's just disfigured underneath the head. That's possible. Yeah. Okay, the next one is that Eddie's brother is Lee's father. Lee Kanger. Yes, Lee Kanger. Basically, they're both bullies living in a trailer who want to ruin Eddie's day. And people think that maybe he dated the Kanker's mother in his high school years. Eh, maybe. Next one is that Ed's stupidity is due to a brain injury. Could be a birth defect. Could have been hit in the head. Could have been hit by Eddie's brother. Or could have been dropped on his head. Any of that stuff. Our next one is that the cul-de-sac kids don't actually dislike the Eds. Just Kevin does. And because he's the cool kid, they kind of just follow along. Uh, Some of the evidence about this is that Johnny, Rolf, and Naz actually do seem to like them. Like, they actually will approach them and hang out with them and stuff. But when Kevin's around and Kevin leaves, they're like, okay, let's follow them. Different story, yeah. Yeah. Our next interesting one is that the Kankers were actually working for Eddie's brother. So when the Eds first met the Kankers, they already kind of knew who they were. And they were portrayed as being kind of boy crazy in general, but then they ended up just it ended up just being the Eds that they kind of got obsessed with. And so in one of the episodes, they actually find a treasure map from Eddie's brother, and it leads to the trailer park to the Kankers trailer. Yes. And it seemed to belong to them the whole time. And they're thinking that maybe Eddie's brother had found out about them and got in touch with them. And they're like, hey, I need someone to torture my brother when I'm not around. But they're like, okay. And then they just... They tortured the other Eds, too, so no one will get suspicious. Oh, yeah. Next one is that Johnny is neglected by his parents. And he has trouble making friends, so that's why he's got Plank. But the next theory is that Ed is scared of soap because he associates it with his mother. And basically, this thinks this um says that maybe like his mom would like wash his mouth out with soap when he was swearing, which he probably learned from Eddie. Right. And yeah, he kind of got upset about that. And Sarah's kind of the opposite, so they think that maybe maybe she didn't go through the same kind of torture abuse. All right, and our last theory is that Ed's mom was a victim of child abuse. This says that back when she was a child, her father treated her and her sister badly while enabling her brother's stupid actions. Eventually, she tried to call her dad out, but he banished her to the basement, and she decided that if she ever gave birth to any children, the females would be treated better than the males. And that is why Sarah is treated better than Ed. And that is all the theories we have. Yes, don't forget to hit hit like and subscribe and find us on Spotify. As usual, stay sweet, misfits. Yes, we will see you next week.